0: Okay. just like so for real for real theater kid there is a show tomorrow if you are in the area it is free at Downing oh, okay. Um, okay. I'm dancing in it tomorrow so like when I, I say theater my whole life yeah, I, yeah. the whole Ooh. gamut right okay okay
1: well check but, it code keepers code keepers we're in okay. for it today we're in for it today hey so you know this is the day we talk about as Ujamaa to build and maintain our own stores shops and other businesses and to profit from them together so i know you're saying you know what's this have to do with black empowerment what's after what's this have to do with empowerment (laughs) as you know stay tuned all right welcome to get on code the fly guy show which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth and knowledge itself. People think in binary choices
2: because they are conditioned to.
0: And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still
1: economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth.
2: So we can build wealth, but we just for some reason don't seem to be able to transfer it.
1: You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told
0: as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. The whole world going to know who I am. little quote from uh, the good brother Andre 3000. Yo, I had kids, so we used to watch that that cartoon show, right? oh man hey yo so hey light that fifth candle and while we're lighting that fifth candle i want to remind us of a couple of reasons why this part is so important to us let that marinate for those who uh you know listen to the audio version what we're showing right now are a lot of the quote-unquote black massacres you know Chicago, 1919, Detroit, 1943, New York, 1863, Washington, D.C., 1919, Philadelphia, 1985, East St. Louis, 1917, Springfield, 1908, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921, Memphis, 1866, Elaine, 1919, and I want to bring it to Norfolk. Norfolk, Virginia was also 1919. 1919 was a crazy summer. They call it the red summer for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. These are a lot of the massacres. A lot of us know about, you know, what happened at Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, Black Wall Street, but there were Black Wall Streets all across our great continent. I'm sorry. All across our great country. Oh, I'm sorry. All across our great world. But if we're going to bring it back to the USA... All over the U.S., there were black Wall Streets. And when these situations of economic terrorism happened, where whole communities were leveled down to the ground, they were flushed out and they were flooded with water. They became lakes. You know, they were everybody was kicked off the land and they became parks like Central Park in uh, New York City. You know, they were burned down and people were just killed and property was taken. Not only did it destroy families, lineage, livelihood, but it destroyed the economic foundation. If you know about the Freedmen's Bank, the Freedmen's Bank, I think it was 10 years out of the after the emancipation proclamation, had over 2 million dollars in it. Over 2 million dollars, and the government allowed people to steal from the Freedmen's Bank. So All since our sojourn here in the United States of America, the economic terrorism we faced has been something that we are still struggling with. And so, during the Kwanzaa celebration, Dr. Ron Karinga and the US organization, he wasn't the only person. Now, Dr. Karinga was a troubled person. He did some screwed up stuff, yes, During the Kwanzaa Celebration Design, one of the days in particular, Ujamaa, to build and maintain our own businesses, stores and other businesses and shops, and to profit from them together, became a central driving force. And that's what we want to drive home today. That's one of the ways that we can fix the economic situation that we're facing. And on the platform today, we have the... uh, how does she just refer to herself? When you're a pretty girl. <laughs> you call yourself a pretty girl or pretty woman. What'd you say? Cute girl, something like that. Cute woman. I can't remember what you said. We have Fit Goddess. <laughs> yeah, What's girl. up, gorgeous? Pretty girl. <laughs> Yo, Fit Goddess, show right, that book of yours. You. Show that book. Show that book. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about this. No, 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 your <laughs> book. We gonna get back to that book.
0: Oh, my book. Sheesh. Look, it's so many books to hear.
1: All right, What are we looking at? What are we looking at?
0: So in 2020, um, I've been a health nut on and off, but it really took the last couple of years, right? The last four or five years. And my mm-hmm. sons have been a little bit older, so they're 10 now. They encouraged me to make this smoothie book. Um, one of my first clients was like, hey, you always tell us to breathe, but what does that mean? So I broke it down and, and it stands for build resiliency every day and think health eternally. So in this book, there are 31 different smoothies that lead to a healthier you. Like if you, um, a lot of people say, oh, I don't try this because I've never tried it. Or, you know, there's an excuse. Uh, yeah. These are created to make it very very simple to try a lot of different things uh, that you may not have wanted to try or thought you would like um one of my favorite there's a blueberry cobbler smoothie in here a lot of people don't like blueberries but blueberries have antioxidants they're really really good for you if you don't like them you'll learn to like them it's a very sweet uh, dessert-like smoothie to give That's you help you know what i'm saying but still satiate that mental part that you're like oh i want the all I right. want the All luscious, right. you know, deliciousness.
1: Good stuff, and also on the platform, it's our, uh it's our resident scholar, a resident professor, our resident researcher. You know, he doesn't bring the receipts; he brings the research. The good brother, Minister Zombie, what's good, man? Show that book, bruh. Oh, yes, yes, sir, okay. yes, sir. So, you know, Zumbi, I talked about the Freedmen's Bank. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a cursory understanding about that. I know you have a deeper understanding of the Freedmen's Bank, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, the Freedmen's Bank was a part of the... uh, There was a group called the Freedmen's Bureau that was developed at the end of the Civil War and the Emancipation Proclamation. The Freedmen's Bureau, I guess you could say they were responsible for initiating a reparations type blueprint for uh formerly enslaved Africans who were free okay and part of that was the Freedmen's Bank all of that disappeared once Lincoln was assassinated Andrew Johnson comes in and wipes all of that out Okay. The Freedmen's Bank, everything. So now you've got all of these formerly enslaved Africans, basically with nothing. Which this now eventually leads us into a newer form of slavery, which we later come to know as sharecropping. Right, right. Okay. So it's kind of like when the barn doors were open the cattle were never really allowed to roam free so i don't really like the term emancipation because when you look it up all it means is a transferal of ownership Mm, teach so emancipation is not liberation okay and as dr clark and other gmt's or grandmaster teachers have told us Liberation and freedom is something that is never given to you. It is something you take with your own hands, literally as well as metaphorically.
1: I say I say. But back to the economics of it. Yes. The Freedmen's Bank gained a nice amount of money Mm -hmm. from formerly enslaved people in a short period of time.
2: Is that correct? Uh, To my knowledge, yes. Okay, and, and I'm gonna kind of fast forward this a little bit. Okay, so uh, I'm pretty sure you've heard of the term uh, epigenetics or ancestral memory. So when the Freedmen's Bank was, for lack of a better term, raided, it kind of given it kind of gave us a a distrust for banks. Okay, which is why we never saw. We never sought trust in a financial institution. Later on, when uh, Ida B. Wells Barnett uh, began her career as a journalist, she did a research study of all of those African people who were lynched during her time period. Here's what she found. Over 80 to 85% of those who were lynched were business owners and entrepreneurs. Way, 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 way.
1: Are you saying that the uh, oppressor was very strategic in who was lynched?
2: I I won't say strategic, but when we look at the the research, um, it's nothing coincidental. Okay, so when you have a people, when you put them in an economic stranglehold to where they can't do for themselves, where they can't provide for themselves, produce jobs for themselves, and now you make them either totally dependent upon you to the point where if you do try to break free, they will do everything in their power to put you on your knees and beg for them to recolonize you okay because the one thing that an oppressor knows is the worst disease that an oppressed people can get in his mind is freedom because once he gets a taste of it he'll never go back you'll have to kill him because he's of no use to you anymore
1: Hmm.
2: Okay.
1: All right, so I, I want to make sure that uh, those who are tapping in understand what we're tapping in and chatting about. Hmm. Peace to the Queen, Star Armstrong. <clears throat> Star used to be on the uh, Fly Guy show, one of the earlier iterations of Get On Code. And uh, peace to you, Steven. Steven's in. <laughs> hmm. Steven's in. Um. Today we're talking about getting the money, melanated money, and making it together. Based upon Ujamaa, you know, the celebration of Kwanzaa Day 5, and we're giving you the background right now on why this is important, why we have to do something very different. Like Dr. King said, you know, and I know that there are some of us who don't like the term Negro, Black, and colored. Dr. King said something specific happened to the Negro and therefore something specific should happen for the Negro. Now, one of the things that I know that Zumbi likes talking about is we have to do our internal reparations. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the process of Ujamaa, where we build our own businesses and we profit from them together. Once we do that, that's some of that internal stuff that we have to chat about, that we have to work on. But they've always been diabolical and strategic. Peace to the Queen for saying that i show you that. Uh, continue, good brother, because I know I interrupted, but I wanted to make sure everybody was on board.
2: OK, so uh, so our ancestor, Dr. Ida B. Wells Barnett, she discovered that of the ones who were lynched in America, 80 to 85 percent of them were business owners and entrepreneurs. Later, when you go and you brought up that map of all of the uh, black massacres that took place in different parts of the world, I mean excuse me different parts of the us all of them had one thing in common they destroyed the economic power base within those communities okay and it's also interesting that in in the map that you have set up here what was the what was the second or third largest independent uh, black owned industry that existed within the map that we're looking at here.
1: Okay, brother, you have the receipts and the research. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, okay. but I want to say this before you continue that this is only really a quarter of the massacres that our people mm. face here in the United States of America. This is only one quarter. There are three
2: other quarters
1: that I couldn't fit on this on this particular image that I found online. So
2: okay, <laughs> okay. but but just looking at the map that we're seeing right here, the second or third largest entity at that time, black-owned industry at that time, was Negro League Baseball. Okay, to show you how powerful Negro League Baseball was. As, as an economic force. Wait, 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 wait. Negro league baseball. Oh yes. Uh, if you go study our ancestor, Buck O'Neill, who used to run the Kansas city museum of Negro league baseball, he talked about how, uh, powerful that was as an industry. Not only did we have ownership, we had the doctors, we had the, um, Uniform, deliverers, we had the the vendors who did stadiums, okay? So everything was kept in-house. In fact, it had gotten so powerful, two things happened. Number one, 20% of its fan base were white because they were tired of waiting for Major League Baseball to bring Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson to face Babe Ruth. Secondly, they were more they international. Yeah, and then secondly, they were more international than Major League Baseball. And I'll, I'll, well, I'll explain what I mean. Negro League baseball was barnstorming all throughout Latin America, Mexico, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Dominican, etc. In fact, that's how we got our brother Roberto Clemente through that barnstorming. All right. So you had an international reach. So when the whole thing with Branch Ricky quote unquote, bringing Jackie Robinson in to break the color barrier. nah, you were breaking the economic back. Of Negro League baseball had nothing to do with social justice.
1: Wait, quick, quick question, bro, because Roberto Clemente was one of my uh, one of my idols. As a matter mm. of fact, when I went to Puerto Rico, uh, I went and sought out. His house, mm. just so I could pour a libation in front of it, you know. Okay. Um, but, but did did
2: Roberto Clemente ever play for the Negro Leagues? Oh yes, that's how he was able to come eventually into Major League Baseball. In fact, there's a picture if you can find it where Roberto Clemente is standing next to Hank Aaron and Willie Mays. Mm. Okay. So, and Roberto Clemente never denied his blackness coming from Puerto Rico.
1: Nah, he didn't. As a matter of fact, um, when Dr. King was assassinated and murdered, he stopped playing for a few days. He's like, I'm taking a break, mm. you know, out of respect mm. for the uh, um, ancestor being killed. He also was involved with a lot of the um, the um, the community organizations in our community. Right. You know.
2: Mm-hmm. Please yeah. Continue, good brother. Please yeah. Continue. So, so, so the, the map that you showed the audience there, Negro league baseball, that was a very powerful entity that if you think about it, had it continued, what impact would it have had on baseball today? As opposed to the uh, subsequent dismantling of it, when you took Jackie Robinson, then you went after Larry Doby. uh, Josh Gibson, and then Satchel Paige. So you basically took all of the talent and basically let the infrastructure die.
0: It's the same as the slave trade, essentially, the way you're putting it, right? They go and harvest from Africa the scientists, the um, theorists, all the great people, and then and then africa dies essentially they bring them here and this cycle keeps repeating itself Mm. right
2: right and and we can name hbcus and what happened uh during the civil rights movement when the doors of integration were open instead of us going to say fam bethune cookman we started going to miami florida state and florida
0: Right. I wrote a paper on it uh, at Norfolk State because that was, let's say, 2006 was when I was in school and they were trying to say that HBCUs no no longer serve the purpose that they were intended. Their mission statement was something uh, around the lines of they can teach people of color better than, um, you know, a PWI. However, now they're making the push that, no, you can go to anywhere and get... The right type of education, however, from attending both, um, I was a Catholic school girl, then I went to Po I went to an HBCU, as opposed to going to a PWI because of the mission, because they do. It is more economical. They put it right in the middle of the ghetto to encouraging and inspiring to those around the area to be like, hey, you can do this. You can go to school, educate yourself, and advance yourself, because we're trying to get you to tap back into all that was lost between, you know, the transatlantic and now. Like you're saying, there's this big push. um, I read this book, Teach Freedom, where women are advancing men and our community, educating them quickly, rapidly to allow for this procession to happen. You know, we had to first be unenslaved and granted freedom when, like you're saying it's all just a matter of money it wasn't a civil war in terms of civility it was we want to make money off of these people and you don't because we don't have as many slaves in the north as you do in the south it's always been about the money attached to the value of the people the mm-hmm. currency
2: right and oh go ahead uh
1: that's interesting. Uh since you dropped that uh that little dime about the Spartans, I figure I wanted to pop my shirt real quick. <laughs> I, I had to pop my shirt Hold real quick. Hold on, cause you're gonna make me you, you, <laughs> you had to make pop me my shirt every quick. piece
0: of everything.
1: Now uh, it's now, okay because you know
0: what, I worked for the HU Hamp Department, the math department one time, so we cool.
1: <laughs> what well, mm. like like Stephen said, that's my eye. That's bringing balance. Now okay. Samuel Divers mentioned that no HBCU has R one research funding. Um, I'm not sure if that's true. I'm not sure if that's true. But I think it's interesting, like you were saying, brother minister. And this is turning into a episode of precise thinking because you just dropping you know receipt after receipt. Um, yeah. You know those of us who were enslaved and brought over here, and those of us who are here and were enslaved. All of us together. We felt we faced some very similar situations where the basis of something was built upon our backs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the oppressor says, now I can place myself and mine on the platform and we're going to benefit. Yeah, And those people who were the foundation, those who were here before and those who were brought over here, they don't get any benefit. They don't get any benefit.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, because what you have to understand is historically. um, And I heard Bill Russell say this because he was a history major at the University of San Francisco. He said he had a theory that every empire built throughout human history has been built on free and or cheap labor. So if we look at this thing called the Pax Americana, you basically had to find a labor force that you could literally pimp for 310 years pro bono, okay, working from can't see in the morning to can't see at night. And everybody wants to give you that illusion or that lie that America was built by working hard, let's let's keep it a buck here. Uh, America was built on three premises. It was built on gangsterism, gorilla pimping, and terrorism. That's what built America, not this Horatio Alger myth. Um, hold on, hold on. What what are the three again, bro? What are the three okay. again? Gangsterism, guerrilla pimping, and terrorism. That's what built America. Okay. <laughs>
0: Hold on. Wait, wait. So Gorilla Pimpin, you got to break that down because I love the way you say it. Gorilla pimping.
2: It's it's a term that's used in that life where <laughs> in that life <laughs> you and and you, you have to excuse me. I just I just read uh, Pimpin Ken's Pimpology. OK, so, so, so are you about that life
1: pimp. now, zumbi You about that pimp life, bro? No,
2: no, no. <laughs> okay. But,
0: but no, but he said P oh, I M P Algae. Logically be learning biology, but obviously, well, you know what I'm saying? So okay. so
2: but basically the whole thing with gorilla pimping is when you um uh, you resort to using uh very brutal tactics to 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 get things going, to keep people in line, etc. So that's what I mean I when see. I say gorilla pimping, and like I said, isn't that what America did to, to like make this
0: warfare? But with pimping instead. Yeah. Um. Well, see, like you got you
1: got a uh, smooth pimping, and smooth pimping is when you have a way with talking, and you're able to talk a person into um, making themselves a commodity for you. Then you got gorilla pimping, where you use physical force to get somebody to become a commodity for you. Uh, and Aggressive so,
0: systematic tactics is what the brother said. Aggressive yeah. Absolutely. systematic tactics.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so, right. And so, see, I got the gorilla pimping from Donald Goins. Yeah, okay. I used to read a lot of Donald Goins uh, books back in the day. And okay. uh, he talked about the smooth pimping and the gorilla pimping.
2: Um, but please continue, brother. Please continue, yeah. continue so, so- teaching. So when you talk about what built America, and like I said, you you basically took a people from, from another continent to come build this continent, particularly this land now, excuse me, now known as uh, United States of America. You build it for three hundred ten years pro bono, and then you force them out with literally nothing not even 40 acres, two mules, a hundred dollars and a bag of seeds, which is what was supposed to be picked up in the original deal, you know, for quote unquote reparations.
0: Okay. It was the first like biggest layoff that we've known before a great recession.
2: Right. Cause they were mm. affected
0: by their decision.
2: Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward to show you how else, uh, you know how else we were exploited economically. Have either of you seen the documentary called "The Corporation"?
1: Ooh, I I, I, I have that on my wish list. I haven't okay. started it yet. All it, right, was so. act,
2: it, it was actually done by by three white uh, three white young people out of Canada. They got a grant from the Canadian government, and they wanted to do this study about this this legal creature if you will called the corporation so what happened when the 13th and 14th and 15th amendment came out that was supposed to make formerly enslaved africans citizens if you will and being recognized as persons or human beings the corporations made an argument saying that well the corporation is a legal being and the Supreme court agreed with them. So, and that's, that's the film. Yes. And so what they did, they took the language that was supposedly used for us coming out of slavery and applied it to the corporation. And the reason why they did that was whenever they got into uh, any joint ventures, they wanted to minimize the risk that was going to be taken during that venture and these corporations also served as the backbone for what later uh became the industrial revolution so we can truly say the devil's in the details right yes
0: but so this is the same the corporation is the entity So, so now if we start to like you're saying talk about economics and business we want to get to the point where we ourselves separate ourselves from what they consider our straw man right and become our own corporation so that we can live our free self life but then our social security number or whatever identity that people associate with that goes out there and works and does business on behalf of you the soul not you know we take that back over Mm. we give ourselves that freedom again
2: Mm. well you know could kind of make it a little a little more basic here's what i always tell people um and i call this the rockefeller rule where rich people own nothing but control everything how they do that is through corporations and trusts. okay so here's something for example tomorrow uh, everybody's excited because allegedly Donald Trump's tax returns are going to be made public.
1: Woo-hoo.
2: Okay, but here's what I tell people Donald Trump, the individual on paper, owns nothing, right? Everything is locked up in corporations and trusts. So if I try to sue Donald Trump, the individual, okay. I have to go through this shell game of corporations and trusts where all of his assets are tied up in. But I can never get to him because I can't get past the corporate veil that his team built around him. Yeah. Yeah. You see. So, it's
1: yeah, smart, man. It's smart. Yeah. You know, with my uh our rental properties, you know, they're not in our name. You know, and we have a Mm -hmm. shell company that owns the LLC. So, you know, I I sit down and break bread with some people who rent from me. They don't know.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, for those, they see you, but they don't understand the paper game. They don't understand the document game. (laughs) That's right. That (laughs) allows me
0: to move like a whole different person.
2: (laughs) Yo, Steve's at it again, bro. Oh,
0: well,
1: hey. (sighs) So, <sighs> okay, yeah. So yeah. for those who are listening to the audio version, our good brother Steve, Stephen Pickett, always drops bombs in the comments. And I'm not going to read this comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> Ashe, Ashe. So yes. look, what's this have to do with empowerment? What's this have to do with our empowerment, Black empowerment? What's this have to do with Ujama?
2: OK, I always, always get into it with those in the so-called culturally conscious community. I always say this. You went down to D.C. for the first million man march. You pump your fists in the air. You say it's nation time, but yet you don't want to deal with the science of economics. Therefore, how can you run a nation without an economy? Because the economy is the lifeblood of a nation. It's like you're trying to operate a body with no blood. Or no blood flow okay so and i'm saying this facetiously to them i said look no one's ever fought a welfare revolution you're not going to sit up here and win a war with the an ebt and a wick check okay you need real resources not just monetary resources but human resources and other resources that you need to organize to work on your behalf okay so the whole thing about empowerment there has to be economic empowerment otherwise you will be beggars uh, you will be beggars at the feast begging for crumbs at the table interesting okay so and and the one thing that i always uh get from the honorable marcus garvey is that the only argument that satisfies man is power physical power mental power political economic that's right the song
0: say cash rules everything around me cream get the money dollar 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 dollar, bill bill, bill. bill, okay
2: (laughs) So so it wasn't just something that Method Man was putting in a hook. There's there's a deeper meaning to that. Well, I want to salute those who did attend the
1: Million Man March. Uh I was there in 93. I was also there. Was it 2013 when or 2003? Uh I want to say 2015. It may okay. Oh, you know what? It was 95 okay. and 2015. Yeah, I'm in that picture. I'm in this picture somewhere. I've actually found myself in some of the Million Man March pictures. And Mm. I do agree. The agenda piece was very lost in the sauce, Mm. even though it was presented. You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, the Honorable Minister, uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan talked about was removing ourselves from the D's and the R's and becoming I's. You know, removing Mm -hmm. ourselves from the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, and making an independent stand and saying that you have to uh, earn our political resource. I remember sitting there in 95 and like, oh, so I came back to Virginia and, uh, you know, no longer was I a D or a R. I've been an independent ever since. Um, And there was some economic things that were discussed. I can't quote them. Because at that time I was just more enamored with the political talk. So okay. I, the 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 economic economic talk kind of went over my head. Um but I know it was there. But what it became was like there are all these men together. Mm-hmm. And on the sides was a whole bunch of sisters. <laughs> It was a whole bunch of sisters and, you know, I understand that, you know, I actually appreciated that because, you know, we were walking up and sisters were handing us waters, juices, fruits, and they were like, yo, walk on brother, handing us telephone numbers, you know, the whole gambit. you know, we, we got a lot of good stuff Mm. in there Mm. at the Million Man March. So I think the agenda piece did kind of get lost in the sauce.
2: Okay. Yeah. I can't speak to, because I think I have, um, the one that was written more for the million, I want to say the million family march, not so much for the first million man march. I went to that um, too. But from from an economic standpoint, you know, if, if I were a part of the rostrum, what I would have done is, look, here is a basic economic blueprint. I said, it didn't even have to be mine it could have been as something as simple as what is in message to the black man where the messenger gives his economic blueprint that could have been modified to fit the modern times. And now if you go read that blueprint in message to the black man, it's simple, but it's very effective. Okay. In fact, and I was telling some, some brothers in the nation, this I said, he doesn't use the term by name. Okay but he was actually teaching his followers crowdfunding before it was even a term. When he says, pool your resources, that's crowdfunding.
0: So I'm learning that being that I'm probably the youngest on the call in linguistics, I'm learning that because we are in this foreign land and taught this foreign language, it takes us even longer to catch up language wise because there's so much that they don't teach us still in terms of communication that they don't even teach themselves that's why the world is kind of convoluted um but what you said was you didn't understand that that was called a thing until you learned that it was called that thing that's the biggest problem within our community we're saying the same thing but because some of us have reached higher thought you know we're saying here when the person I'm speaking to understands it at this level. Um, My son and I have both written books and it's sad to say that when I started writing, I'm working on my second book now, when I started writing it, the the reading level has gone down. Like we had to not write it using the fancy college words that we learned, right? We had to write it at a fourth grade and now a third grade reading level for comprehension of the masses and it's because there's no scaffolding. There's, there's no, I'm talking to you, but you don't understand me because we're using the same word differently.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I always say that when I, when I write this or whenever any of us, uh, write any type of information product, whether it be a book, ebook, et cetera, I always try to make sure that it passes the Pookie, Ray Ray and June bug test. (laughs) And what I mean by that is if Pookie, Ray Ray and June bug on the corner can get what I'm writing, then I I know I, I know I have a winner. I'm not trying to talk over their head, but I'm not trying to talk below beneath them either
0: no so so for for those that may not get it right what you've done with this book mm. is this book mm. you've okay. made this look at how thick this is right and then just in general i always break it down because i wear glasses so look at the size of the font right on this book mm-hmm. Now, I'm getting older and I already have poor vision. So even though this is a phenomenal book and you have to study it, just like you say, study it. Like, again, I've only read a little bit of this book. I just got it today. However, one of the things that you mentioned in the very, very beginning of this, and I love it because it's not mentioned in this book. Mm -hmm. You say, make sure you take notes, make sure you understand that this is an active thing that you will have to review more than once you you say it in the book most people read books and then like oh okay and they put it away and then you never know there's nothing ever done you say which again because if we're scaffolding some people need to be told exactly what to do you say don't just read this once read this multiple times take notes while you read this as you take notes create an action plan don't just read, do. You this know, Quinn, you use a term.
1: use the term scaffolding for the uninitiated. What does scaffolding mean?
0: Oh, it's uh, building bridges,
2: right? Mm-hmm. It's something okay. that
0: the brain does um, to make the connectivity from left to right, right? The, the logical left brain versus the creative right brain. We still have to meet somewhere in the middle, gray matter, for mm-hmm. understanding, right? I have to understand right. how one hand washes the other. So um, just because I elevate myself doesn't mean I elevate my community however I can, as long as I remember where I come from, the term comes what? Sankofa, right? I have to look back at where I came from and then reach back. I have to look at the the knowledge and the history to avoid the pitfalls of the future because it's just a cycle. It's going to keep happening unless you scaffold and... Take something you don't replace the wheel. It's not broken. You just mm-hmm. make it easier. So who'd you say? So Pookie, Ray Ray, and Junebug, and Junebug, um, <laughs> Junebug.
1: Oh, June yes. Couldn't understand hey,
0: hey, it right. Hey, hey. And then can we
1: add. Can we add? Um, you know, Tanya and Shaniqua and, and Bonquisha,
0: because you okay. know what I'm saying it yeah. yeah. was Keisha, and you know, Dmx got a song with the list, the whole name of women that we can add, so they need this too. Yes. Right. It's, hey, look. Again,
1: mm. I, I want to kind of bring this back to the conversation. I mean, the the focus of tonight, which is Ujamaa. So, mm. this section from one of uh, the honorable noble Drew Ali's writings is called "Our Dollars and Cents." Okay. And the part that I wanted to highlight, which is. Kind of connects with what you were saying I just going to bring us back to the conversation. We need to more earnestly urge conscientious support of the businessmen and women in our group in their chosen fields of endeavor.
0: Find the so, experts where they are and support them in their expertise.
1: Yo. You know, so you know. I mean, the Prophet left us a lot of great guidance. So when we talk about Ujamaa and we talk about building our own businesses, shops, and profiting from them together, profiting from them together. Those who own the businesses, the shops, and other forms of you know entrepreneurship, they profit financially, and our community profits or benefits from the results of having, you know, resources right there in our own backyard, having resources that we can call up on the phone or we can text or we can DM and we know we're going to get a response from. Having resources that can employ our cousins when Pookie, Ray Ray, uh, Bonquisha, Tanya, Linda come back from, you know, getting themselves together, you know, coming out of the strip club or coming out of prison or, you know, whatever, coming out of a... uh, abusive relationship or coming out of substance abuse, right. You know, or whatever people coming out, when we have those opportunities and resources that we can offer our people. Mm
0: -hmm. So that's when we become strong. I want to say that the resources are not, it's not that they're not intangible. The word that we should be using, I feel is access, right? This is a resource that is available, how many people have access or knowledge that it exists?
1: Zombie, how much did you pay this queen? <laughs> she,
0: <laughs> she flashing your
1: book every man. <laughs> no, I'm now, just how, saying,
0: no. So, she no, got her own
1: book. Don't. She has her own book and but, she rocking but, your book, bro.
0: No, but look, so look at I just noticed this contingency, which I really think is really, really cool. Right? Can you see something that is that is I don't I don't know this brother. We ain't never really met for real. But look mm-hmm. at what I did with my book. Can you catch it? Do you see okay. it? Now look at what you did with your book. Do you see it?
1: Ooh, period.
0: Did you catch yes. it? Did you see period. it? <laughs> How cool is that? Like Ooh. Again, I, I write because when you have to express yourself, this is how you do it, you write it. And when you don't know what to write, you learn, you read, you read other people's words and you learn things. And again, look at, look at just, cause I'm an avid reader, right? You see y'all brought a bunch of books. I have them in my household. I've only read, wrote, uh, what's the word? Read this much of your book. Cause I received it this morning. Okay. That's how much knowledge, you know, I've been able to gather just from maybe 10 pages. Imagine once I actually read the whole thing, oh my God, and take notes on it. Like actively try to understand what thought process you had when Mm -hmm. I myself am a black woman raising two young sons who I want to create a world in which they don't understand the life in which I grew up in. Mm -hmm. You know, the fear and things that I was subjected to from. Being a modern day Ruby bridges, you know, I went to school in a Catholic white school. The people mm-hmm. were great, I had phenomenal teachers, but there was me, my brother, and at any other given time, maybe one other black child. Mm-hmm. imagine the amount of microaggressions and you where do you who do you yeah. go to to console you? who do you cause you know you're not stupid, our children are not stupid, we are not stupid, mm-hmm. so as a young child you're set in this world and surrounded by these people that are telling you you're wrong, you're bad, you're ugly. This is not just by the the way that their school system is designed. It's not like they're trying to be mean to me specifically. The school is not designed for me to excel. However, the knowledge in which they taught me teaches us, where did they say they're gonna hide the information? in a book. (laughs) Why can't we find the information? Because we don't read. It's not because we're stupid that we don't read. We don't read because we were not taught. And there's still so many of us that we need to scaffold and teach how to read, how to get glasses so they can actually see what they're reading. You know, there's a lot of other little problems within ourselves that I can present this book and they won't get it because they don't understand how to put this, the words together to make the sentences. Okay.
1: And it looks like we have the uh, the master students tapping in. And, you know, Coop DeVille, thank Uh-oh. you for your comments. Words are spells. <laughs> mm. That's why we learned spelling in school. So, you know, I, I'm sure all the master students, um, you know, from Crumb Nation are just mm. enjoying that. Um, but, yeah, we're talking about Ujamaa to build right. and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together. Okay. So,
2: zombie, how do we do that, man? Well, in my book, um, when, when you get further <laughs> in the book... No, 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 really, really. In, in my book, I refer to it as economic synergy. Okay, that's one of the principles. What I mean by economic synergy is this. Anytime you walk into an ethnic community... All of the businesses in a community complement one another. You will never see, quote unquote, competition. So if I were to walk into any black community here in America. I should never see. An endless amount of hair salons and barbershops. But yet there's no black warehouse distributor that's competing with Sally or with these Koreans. Okay, so we need to get into a place where are we complimenting what other black businesses are doing instead of competing for the same dollar. Okay
0: so you're saying to stop oversaturating the market with not to say that there's not multiple people that have the same profession because there's we see that in the grocery store with bread Mm -hmm. but you're saying if i know that you do this and i do this and we can do this together there's a proverb that says many hands make light work
2: right and with yourself being i guess you would call yourself a self-employed professional yeah So there are needs that you have. I said, where are the insurance agents? Where are the accountants? Where are the tax attorneys? Where are the IP attorneys? Right. Okay. To complement what you already do.
0: Right. Where are the CPAs? Where are the interns for the free labor resource? Like that's where in business now I'm at. So it's phenomenal. Right. Because as I head into the unknown, now I have... a a blueprint as you write in your book, right, as to how to gain my team, supply them with not only um, knowledge, but also finances so that we can collectively grow together, right, in our own respective areas. Like, I work with a designer. She can help me, one, in my personal life as a model, but but also my professional life as a dancer. Okay. Okay.
2: You know, because, Bex. right, because Bex. our Bex. people, what, right,
1: be, because Brother Zumbi, Brother yeah. Zumbi, now that she just talked about her modeling career and her dancing, you need to go ahead and drop the, the you know, the handles. Drop the Instagram handles, because everyone's wondering. <laughs>
0: They're like,
1: yo! What can, <laughs> so where can they find you, Queen?
0: Um, okay, so on every social media platform, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, at Fit Goddess Tribe, um, You'll find the other aliases of myself through that one. I make it very, very simple, but at Fit Goddess Tribe.
1: Okay, at Fit Goddess Tribe. Okay, go ahead and continue. But I think you're bringing up a really interesting point when it comes to Ujama. But here's the thing about Ujama: Ujamaa is not saying we need to find those businesses. Ujamaa, like you're saying, minister, means we need to open those businesses
0: create 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 yeah uh, we are producers not consumers like the brother said earlier um we've been made to do this give me give me give me give me give me when really if we stop and be still and think we produce so much there's mm-hmm. so much creativity within each of us i've seen especially over covid like now we were given this great opportunity to sit still and not have to work. And especially in the older generation, um, because again, now they've amassed more time, freedom, uh, financial freedom, and just understanding from existing that they were able to, I I know a man, 48 years old, painter, self-taught in two years, phenomenal Mm. work. Like if you look at his stuff, you're like, this is what has been trapped in your mind. For 48
1: years. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I want to um bring up something to one of our viewers. One of the viewers said trademark attorney.
2: Hmm. You know, well, I, I said IP attorney, which is intellectual property, which covers everything.
1: All right, right, so check this out. Check this out. This is my IP attorney. So if you live in Hampton Roads, you can find the HR Greenbook, HRgreenbook.com. And, you know, you'll find our businesses, you know, I'm going to drop the commercial about it, but, um, yeah. So this is my IP attorney and she does trademark. She actually has a trademark class. Um, Mm. and that's starting up in January. So if you're looking for somebody, Coop DeVille mentioned that Coop DeVille needed a trademark attorney, right? Yeah. Trademark attorneys. Yeah. Here's a good trademark attorney, Coop DeVille. Mm All right. And, uh, you know, the classes that she has are online. And this is one of the strategies that we need to push to make sure we can actually have that Ujamaa. So, you know, we need to make sure that once we build and maintain our stores, shops, and other businesses, we can find them. You know what? Yo, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. I got to do this. I just got to do this. All right. So, here we go. Within the so-called black community, money circulates, in other words, stays in the community. One day in our uh, Latino community, it stays in one week, seven days. All right. And in the Asian community, 30 days, and you know, Jewish community, a little more than that. And then the general white community stays in there for an unmeasurable amount of time. So the H.R. Green Book is our strategy to address the circulation. And it's simply a directory in online, and in an app form, the app's coming soon, where we can find our businesses. Let's see who uh, we have here. So right now we have 14 food trucks. Let's look at restaurants. All right, so let's say I want to look at a restaurant. Let's go with DJs. You know, I'm a DJ. Let's see who else is out here in the DJ world in Hampton Roads. List your business with us. You can simply go to list with us. Right, and so these are the type of strategies that you can find that will help us make our money circulate longer and stronger. Mm. So we need to make sure that when we build, as we build, and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses. We can definitely profit from them together. But Mm. that's not the only thing I wanted to share as a solution. That's not the only thing I wanted to share as a solution. So let me share my other solution. All right, so you know one of the good things about the obama administration is the jobs act and in the jobs act they reduced some of the legislation and requirements for the for you to be an investor in startup businesses like for instance when amazon you know started up right hmm. when amazon was a startup when Facebook was a startup, this is before they went to market and became something you can invest in on the stock market. When they were a startup, I was unable to invest in Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, you know, Uber. Why? Because you had to be an accredited investor which means you needed to have, I want to say, a net worth of a million dollars. If you were a couple, you had to make uh, over five hundred thousand dollars if you were an individual yeah. or you had to have some, some certain uh, licenses. And mm-hmm. so if you didn't fit and I was like a dollar away. Right. Mm-hmm. I was a dollar away from being an accredited investor. So uh, that's that's what I'm telling myself. Um, we were unable to invest in those startups. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But in. I want to say it was 2012, um, the Jobs Act, which is one of the great things of the um, Obama administration, allowed them to relax those um, limitations. So now businesses that are startups can do what's called equity crowdfunding. And equity crowdfunding, and you just mentioned crowdfunding earlier when we were talking about the Honorable uh, uh, Elijah Muhammad. Right. Equity crowdfunding (laughs) allowed us to now invest in startup businesses, right? And so now we can invest in startup businesses and some of these investments don't cost a lot. You can invest with, uh, let's say, uh, let me do this. All right. Black founder, Uh, black owned. All right, Mm -hmm. I know that there are black businesses in main vests that you can invest in because I've invested in some of them. Um, But let's look at this one for an example. All right. So if you like cocktails, you can invest in this particular platform and the minimum investment is a hundred dollars. And what they're doing is a, let's see, I'm going to go through their, their information.
2: Okay.
1: I want to say they're doing a 1.6. So whatever you invest You'll get one point six back.
2: Mm,
1: okay. Right. So now they talk about what the target raise is for some of the financial forecasts. You know expenses. Here are the investment um, documents. Mm, okay. Summary of terms. Okay, they're doing an investment multiple that's one point four. So that okay. means that if you invest a hundred dollars. You get back $140. You know, some of you are saying that's not a lot of money, but that's a decent return. You know, 4% yeah. can be a decent return. You know, there's some that you can do six percent. So let me go to uh let me see the ones that I've funded gallery. We'll go to a funded gallery. These are like this, this was uh one of our own businesses. Uh let's see. Uh, I'm going to go through and find some of the businesses that I've invested in, but I'm telling you, this is one of the places where you can invest. Another one is Republic, R-E-P-U-B, republic.com. I don't know if I'm still logged in, but (laughs) you can go to republic.com. Good, 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 good. And you can invest in startups. Okay. Right, and one of these startups that I have a... I've come a promised an investment. Let's see. Realm metaverse, Skybound. Mm-hmm. Here's one that I'm I've just really kind of locked in with. And that's because I locked in on this one in particular because I like the uh product. Okay. Uh here we go. That's what I need to find out. Allie and twine. Hey, for those who live in the 757, Tally & Twine is a watch company, a luxury watch company that this guy started. Okay. Tally & Twine are actually the names of two streets in Portsmouth, Virginia. And, yo, I'm telling you, these watches are business. These watches are really the business. I'm telling you. Um, So this is another way that we can invest in businesses and we can profit from them together because every time I tell people that we have to invest in businesses, they're like mm. I don't want to go into business. I just want to do my job and you know get my paycheck and I'm Gucci. But yeah, that's cool. You can be Gucci, but you can also invest in startups. You can invest in stocks. You can invest in some other things. But by doing this, this allows like my investment in Italian twine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Allow Rodney to employ more of us. You know, these are nice looking watches you can see, right? Wow. I have uh, one of them. You know, I'm going to get another one. That's the, the watches are the bomb. And you can find them all over the world. Italian and twine watches. So that's just another example of what we can do and how we can support each other. The same way Ujamaa talks about. Ujamaa says that we can profit together from our business exploits. This is one of the mm-hmm. ways that we can profit together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And these are some of the things that we need to do. These are some of the things that we just simply need to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Those are my two solutions, bro. I know you got a whole book of solutions. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, it's interesting that you brought brought those two examples up because part of developing, you know, everybody uses the buzzword of multi-generational wealth, you have to create. Uh, passive and residual income okay and investing is one of those vehicles and as you were showing the um, as you were showing the examples of that uh one of the things that i had thought about was investment strategies okay where instead of investing in stock we are actually investing in companies as well as in the people behind these companies because we want to know what is the intrinsic value of this company uh tangibly and intangibly you know one of the things one of the mistakes that i think we make is we build companies and then sell them okay we build fat farm, sell it, Sean, John, sell it, FUBU, sell it. So how do you expect to build multi-generational wealth when you force every generation to start at ground zero every 20 to 40 years? You know what? That's a good question. And I've listened to, you know,
1: the Johnson family. You know, we we often talk about uh, uh, Mr. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Who owned BET? I think it was Mr. Johnson who owned BET, right? Who owned BET? Who started BET? Well, I'll say this Bob Johnson
2: was the face. Bob of Johnson.
1: The- yeah, yeah, but his was-
2: wife, his wife was the business. Yeah, and the majority owner of BET at its inception was TCI Cable. They owned 52% of it. So BET was never BET from the jump.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. But uh, I wanted to say that Bob Johnson's wife, who is now a a owner in a couple of sports
2: teams. Right. Uh, The Mystics and I want to say the Senators of the NHL.
1: Right, 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 right. She's the business. She is Mm. definitely the business. Hey, we had one of the uh, comments that asked, you know, where can we find the book? Yes. You can find it on Amazon, or you can go to your locally, you know, your local melanated bookstore, indigenous bookstore, Moorish bookstore, black bookstore, Negro black colored bookstore. You know, pick a term, rock with that term. But you can find that in our bookstores, or you can get it on Amazon.
0: <laughs> are you are you in the bookstore in Portsmouth as well? The book club on high.
1: Are you asking me if I'm part of? No, it? not.
0: Not him. I'm sorry, brother. Uh, is your book for sale? I'm sorry. I could have been more clear in the okay. bookstore on high in Portsmouth.
2: Um, I'm in upstate New York. so ah,
0: No worries. Um, uh, all I'm mentioning is that there's some other actual black owned bookstores in the area in the 757 that would make it easier. Um, you know, that way we can all keep it going a little bit more, right? If if they can buy, buy your Black book in a Black-owned bookstore in a Black neighborhood, that's better than buying it off of Amazon. But my book is on Amazon, too, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, just just <laughs> <Yeah>. mentioning <laughs> that there yeah. is a place here that we could use your book at, that would be phenomenal.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh,
1: I, I know that when I purchased a copy of your book, I got it at Positive Vibes. Okay. Uh, I know that Queen B had a copy at one point. There we um, go. House of Consciousness, you can get, it, you can order it there probably. Conscious Planet, you can probably yeah. order it there. Um, so there are some resources here in the Hampton Roads area, and I'm just saying that hey, wherever you are in, you know, in the space where That's you right. live, you know, find that That's bookstore right. and rock with that bookstore. And if you can't find that bookstore <laughs> and rock with it, you can rock with it and obtain the book on Amazon. Um, That's right.
0: So- yeah, I'm just glad, so, because I know you got the resource to show the people, you know what I'm saying? Show the
1: people, where it's at. <laughs> yeah, show the people, yes. Yeah. Show the people. Well, you know, we're talking about Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics, building and mm. maintaining our own shops, stores, and other businesses, and profiting from them together. And we like to leave with solutions, right? Mm. So, look, we've been on the chat now, we've been chatting here, we've been talking our tails off for over an hour now, uh, and it seemed like it just went by so quickly because we got the fit guy that's on here. So, um, Let's go with the solutions, man. Let's go with the solutions. So I know you have a couple of solutions that are your patented solutions you can find in your book, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, One is what I call be a $20 revolutionary. And you'll see that in the expanded edition as I work on it. Being a $20 revolutionary means this. Every week you make a $20 purchase from a black owned uh business entity be it e-commerce or brick and mortar okay because that is a part of and i think you had it up there with what the prophet noble Drew Ali says is to support those existing entities okay the other one is particularly for those who are engaged in any form of intellectual property even blogging is what I call be a cop okay And being a cop stands for being a creator, owner, and producer of what you create. I mean, not a producer. It used to be producer, but now it's being a protector because we've had a history of a litany of things we have created, intellectual property that have been hijacked, if you will. And there have been very few cases where we have been properly compensated for the intellectual property that we create. Oh, That's, and one last thing is
1: before you leave that, bro. Before you leave that. Okay. That's interesting, particularly when we look at our creative endeavors. Mm-hmm. You know, hip hop lost control of that. Jazz, we lost control of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soulful music, we've kind of lost control of that. Mm-hmm. Right? The black
0: right? woman aesthetic, we are losing control of that. Okay. Uh, Okay. 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 No, no, no. I'm not sure what you mean by that. What is now Kim Kardashian? What are her main attractive features that she has gone to a store and purchased? There is an aesthetic that naturally we have, which looks even better when we take care of ourselves. Like black doesn't crack, crack, but it will swell up. Right. So that's what (laughs) I'm mentioning. Okay. That is something else that we have to honor. It's not necessarily our intellectual property, but it is our physical property. And we need to value that as much without the physical or the mental property. There is no there is none of this. You know, Kim Kardashian,
1: I I really think that and this I might be wrong. I'm about to get a lot of comments. You know, Seiko, you stupid again. Um, But, you know, Kim Kardashian's family was Armenian, her mother anyway. And there's some talk that, you know, OJ might be pops, but the Armenians have some Moorish blood, you know, melanated blood, African blood, right? So could we say they light skinned sisters? Am I going too far?
0: Am I going too far? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> however, okay. if that's okay. what you want to say, they are not, if if you even want to say that they have a drop of black blood and we gonna call them sisters and you gonna welcome into the, the black community, they are not known or acknowledged for that. So that is the point that I'm making. It is not honored, it is not revered. When a white woman does her hair like I do my hair, it's, oh my God, it's classy, it's stylish. When I do it, it's ghetto. Mm. And- <clears throat> You're buying Ain't nothing selling. ghetto
1: about you. Ain't nothing ghetto about you. Yeah. Not uh, at all. That, now, Chloe Kardashian is not <laughs> in that. She's not in that. She. Everything I just okay. said about Kim Kardashian was specifically for Kim. <laughs> but Chloe and the rest of them and the moms. Uh, that I think yeah. Kim, we we may not, we may not, we may not want to use Kim as an example because. I really believe it. All right. Let me shut up. Bad sake. Of. I'm, no, I'm hasn't
0: she, isn't she the one that did the, the, the picture impersonating uh, Henrietta Lacks? No, what's her name with the huge posterior that they're like, Oh my God, it's so weird to see that she has a backside, but it's just indicative of the way we're built. You don't remember she had on the black dress and the, I don't, try not to pay too much attention to her.
1: I don't Um, I don't I simply You know what I'm
0: saying? But I remember seeing it and I'm like, yo, sis, please stop. Like that's that's where style of dress comes from. You know, they used to wear the the bustles in the back to mimic having round posteriors. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's that the visual aesthetic of us is being bought and sold on the market in live and represented right and then on the black market too that's why so many black women are going missing we're coveted in so many more ways that this economic situation covers us in a way different way you know as a woman the financials help us as a community
1: i think we might be using the wrong name
0: it is no i know we are henrietta lax um has henrietta Lacks the sister
1: who had you know they, they keep using her DNA over and over Correct. and over and, and rarely. And, and I think you recently they started compensating the family for their thievery.
0: Yeah, that was a whole what, lot. What of we're fight, talking though. about,
1: what we're talking about, the the sister who was uh, pretty robust, uh, <laughs> you know, uh,
0: well endowed. Yeah, well
1: endowed you know, like Gucci Man says, look like stripper in a real clothes. Um, that, you know, I, 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 that came out bad. They, you know, bad sicko. Um, But we're talking about a different sister. No,
0: because sister. They, it's the Jezebel. You know what I'm saying? That's the Jezebel image that they depict of us. We're either the Jezebel or the Mammy. That's it. That's all we get. All
1: right. Well, for those who don't know about Henrietta Lacks, and I want to make sure that we give this queen her just due. All right. So, In 1951, she went to the John Hopkins Hospital and uh, she ended up passing away, you know, and John Hopkins and and sold her blood and her, her remains and stuff. And people use these remains and the blood and the other stuff for testing. And they still use it today without her consent, without the family's consent and without compensating the family. Am I correct? Mm. Well, the story's right there. I mean, so we just want everyone to look up the story and Mm. legacy of Henrietta Lacks. But the sister who who was paraded around in Paris, um, Black woman, Paris circus,
0: Yeah, do do Uh, honor to the sister. Help me out, cause uh, I can't think of the sister's name. We have great, you
1: know, Sarah Bartman. Sarah Bartman.
0: That's it.
1: Sarah Bartman. Okay. Um, Yeah.
0: That's right. Um,
1: sister. All right, this is not the information that I wanted to use. Um, that sister was kind of fly though, uh, but Sarah Bartman is the one that we're talking about, uh, and she they they took her to. You know what? I want to go behind the scenes and I want to find the pictures I want to use uh, because these aren't the pictures. So we talked about you know being a twenty dollar revolutionary. We talked about being a cop, and I think the last one. As via cultural tithing. And then I'll come back with the right pictures.
2: So cultural tithing is where we give a dime out of every dollar to every race first or African-centered organization who who basically looks out for the lives and the livelihoods of people of the African world community. So whether you consider uh, Nation of Islam, UNIA, Trans-Africa, etc., as a race first or African-centered organization, a dime out of every dollar should go to an African, uh, an African-centered group uh who who does that or that's a part of their mission. Okay. Because you know, everybody talks about doing your your spiritual tithe, but do we tithe to ourselves? In, in terms of tithing to those organizations who have been given a charge to look out for our best interests.
1: Dope, dope, dope. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't find a picture that I really wanted. There's a picture that I really think, oh, the picture, I think, would really work in in uh, exercising what I was trying to show. Um, mm. But I think we've come to the solutions, man. You've given us the strategies. You know, we talked about mm. being a cop. We talked about cultural tithing. You know, we talked about, um, what's the first one? Yeah, we talked about those three. And yep. then I also shared how we can invest in our own businesses. And we're talking about Ujamaa today. You know, we're, mm. we're talking about Ujamaa. She was unalive by STD. Uh yeah, they're talking about Sarah Bartman. I'm looking for a particular picture that would illustrate exactly what I wanted to talk about. But um we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah. So why don't we take some time and wrap this up? Uh Queen, why don't you let the folk know where they can find you?
0: Oh, Peace. It's always a blessing to be here um, on, like I said, on every social media platform at Fit Goddess Tribe. That's F I T G O D D E S S. That's right. Oh, yay. Super cool. You got it. Um, I've just finished my uh, website to kind of tell my story and uh, move forward and just education about fitness and health and wellness because we are a resource. Like we said at the beginning of the um, conversation, we are the resource that was harvested from Africa for the talents and skills, part of which was our physical body. Um, And it is a very, very big passion of mine to teach people one why we must keep that, um, how the mind plays a huge role in maintaining that. Uh, And again, you can find me, Fit Goddess Tribe, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And there's always a link there somewhere that will help you find me everywhere that I am.
1: All right. So, And just to be sure I understand, that was you and this is you. Am I correct in understanding that? Okay.
0: Scroll up. That's right. Go ahead. Scroll back up. This is you.
1: And so, this is you.
0: Uh, gentlemen, can you come here? That's me. All, all of those pictures. So that on the left with the two boys, those are, these are my little sweet babies. There's one coming now, the 10-year-old. That's fine. Oh, because you, you were, here they go. This is the, the 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 taller one and this is the fat gooey one that I was holding in my arms in that picture. Yes, yes. That's right. Okay, y'all can go back. Thank you. Thank you for being live props. Oh, okay. that was today. Yay, it was super cool.
1: And so you help people become healthier.
0: Yes, yeah, so um correct. That is the whole goal of the goddess tribe the fit goddess tribe is to help people mentally unlock their um whatever it is whatever the trauma is that has created some kind of physiological damage that tells them in their mind no i can't without even trying we use physical fitness and nutrition to help break down those barriers so that when I'm presented with an opportunity to learn and expand my mind, I'm able to. I'm able to be like, okay, I know that I don't know this. And now there is a way that I can learn this without, you know, it's still going to be difficult. I'm still going to have to like actively, like he says, engage and read and participate in my own healing. Um, but I'm more excited there's more of the words the intrinsic value of doing this is easier to see because I'm fit because I'm fit not just in the aesthetic right I'm fit <laughs> mentally I'm fit physically I'm fit spiritually I'm fit emotionally I'm a model I'm sorry this is you know you're gonna see I, it I'm the not body is what the body is but if you not think how the body works right those I, I muscles to allow you. us to see stand up, and move forward.
1: I do have to take a position with one of your statements. We must never forget that Black history is American history. Boo. Our history is bigger than the United States of America. America is, what, 300, 200 years old. Our people were the first people, the original people. So I hate when people say that. I have a whole video. You know, we got to stop. We got to stop saying that. Whoever's saying that is not taking you no, I'll, too- I'll
0: take that. I'll take that.
1: Okay, but I, I did like some of the other photos. <laughs> oh. All right, yeah, I did like some of the other photos. Uh, um, zombie. Yeah,
0: we're not just. We're not just um, built a certain way. We're very intelligent people.
1: Zombie. Any last can, words you want to give?
0: Just reduce our women and <clears> our <throat> men.
2: Um.
1: I'm just going to I did the rabbit hole on her IG the other day, so I'm not going to do it. on you, screen. Okay. <laughs> you, you,
2: you know, as I go back and I say that, you know, what the honorable Marcus Garvey said, that power is the only argument that satisfies man. Uh, we have to be a people, particularly with this fourth day of uh, Kwanzaa being Ujamaa. Uh, we cannot be afraid of power anymore okay and especially when it comes to our economic power okay i'm not talking about oh we've got two trillion of purchasing power that's not real power real power is when you produce not just for yourselves or for your inner circle but for the african world community my whole thing is the total economic liberation of african people worldwide Okay, meaning that we are no longer slaves to the IMF, the World Bank, or any other entity who continues to benefit from our dysfunctionality and our pathology. Okay, because we have to understand in order for America to be who she is, uh, We literally have to be out of our minds because politically and economically, America needs us to be dysfunctional and pathological in order for their economic empire to continue.
1: Okay. My last words are uh, get on code, become the code, teach the code. Our code is empowerment. Everything we eat, should empower you. I'm sure the queen would recommend and uh, agree with that. Everything we do should empower you. You know, everything we read should empower us. What you invest in should empower you. And uh, I'll give one example, one last example. Uh, I'm back on Republic. So on Republic, I can just look up black founders and, you know, June Brain... Um, T Boo Health, Tally and Twine, we just looked at them. Nobody Studios, Superphone. This is another company that I've invested in is Superphone. Uh Superphone is this is Ben Horowitz. He's the co founder. Let me show you the founder. Let me show you the founder. Uh come on, where is it? Where is it? Okay, here it is. Uh Ryan Leslie. Now, do you remember that song? You're my diamond girl. There we go. You're my diamond girl. You're the one I put the ring on. Yeah, Ryan Leslie has had Superphone for a couple of years now, and now you can invest in Superphone, right? So you can invest in Superphone, and I think the smallest amount is the deadline is the uh, 24th of coming up, right? Uh, the smallest amount is $100. Wow. They're doing a crowd-safe investment. So it allows you to uh, make a cash investment. And what happens is when a money incident happens, a positive money incident, they either get acquired or they go public. When they say go in public, that means that they become part of the stock market. So either if, you, if they go public and they... Are able to get on the stock market, then your investment turns into stock. If they get acquired, then your portion of the investment gets back gets you know gets paid back with the uh, the money that the people that acquired them gives them, and so you're going to get your money back and whatever more the purchasing acquiring company gives. So you'll make a profit either by getting stock or by them getting acquired. I did a horrible job of explaining that. um, But what I would like everybody to do is, you know, you can go to places like Republic, you can look for black founders, you know, and you can invest in these types of companies. Um, A lending company that's going to focus on home ownership for our community. You know, these are bags you can invest in. Uh, I invested in Runner. Right. Uh, Quelly TV. I'm invested in Quelly TV. So Quelly TV is, is, uh, is Netflix for Nubians.
0: Mm.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying?
0: Uh-huh. I remember Quelly TV. Oh, so when you tell people to do something, always tell them why. What is the purpose of investment? Like, What is the benefit? I might know. The brother might know. But everybody on the call might not know what the benefit is, because it may sound like you're just telling them to circulate, not spend their money, but circulate the money. But why would you tell them to invest?
1: Well, the reason that we're telling uh, people to look at investing as a way of making sure that we profit from our businesses. You know, uh, so when Fit Goddess decides to open up her fitness studio. She'll do an equity crowdfunding on Republic or Start Engine, uh, maybe Mainvest, one of these platforms, right? So we can invest in your studio. As you make profits, we all benefit from those profits. Oh. And I don't have to work out with you. I can just sit back and watch the mm-hmm. videos, but I can get some results and some benefit from investing in your profit, You know, uh, investing in your business. So, so you I'm saying this is one of the strategies. Investment. I'm saying this is one of the strategies that we can use to make sure that our money circulates stronger and longer to make sure that we support, I'm sorry, that we work together with those who are working in business. I don't like the term support. I don't like saying support our businesses. Because if you need support, something's wrong. You got a broken leg, you need a support. You know, something like that. So, But I can work with you and we can profit together. So that's the conversation about Ujamaa, cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own shops, stores, and other businesses and to profit from them together. This is just one strategy that you can employ towards that end. And, uh, hey, look, we got a chance to hear from the Fit Goddess. Glad to have you on the platform today. And also the Minister Zumbi, uh, the author, Minister Zumbi Shawala, author of Gospel of Afronomics Theology. I'm Seiko Varner. We invite you to get on code. Our code is empowerment. So get on code, become the code, teach the code. Our code is empowerment, and we love you. And as I say, drink your water. Peace. Peace.